Okay, now we're recording. We're live. Okay, so we can say anything you want, and it is recorded for all posterity, for all time. So, so we do the we do the intro. Ed masterminds. It's all good. Well, first off, uh, yeah, thanks for coming, man. We we appreciate it. Can can you hear me okay, John? Yeah, I can hear you okay. Okay. Hey, I, pre- I appreciate y'all letting me come on. Not a problem, dude. We are always looking for new people to abduct, torture, subject to uh, <laughs> the insanity that is ADD masterminds. It sounds like Tony had a blast. <laughs> we had a great time with him, man. Oh, he was awesome. Yeah, he was great. It was fun. Alrighty. So, yeah. Okay. So, so do you want to start off, John? So basically what brought you, yeah. Okay. So uh, what we, why we brought you initially was just from you saying that you'd like us to have a discussion about vigilantes um, on uh, superhero movies. So like Batman, Spider-Man. You didn't say Daredevil, but I think Daredevil is a really prime, ex- uh, prime example of this too. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, and, Punisher. And just, you know, whether these vigilantes are actually taking the higher moral road or whether they're not. And so <laughs> I, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, so you see injustice. What do you do about it? You know, as a Christian, what are we supposed to do about injustice? And I, I guess the first thing is to to follow the rules of the law, first and foremost, right? To say, well, okay, what is the procedure? Call the police. But what if the police are corrupt? What do you do then? What if the police are the ones that are doing the abusing? Yeah. Are we officially starting? Because, like, I, <laughs> we just kind of jumped into that one. Yeah. Okay. Was that a false start? Well, I don't know. I Welcome to ADD Masterminds. I'm Jeff. I'm John. And with us today we have our special guest mastermind, Kevin. Kevin, introduce yourself. Hey, I'm Kevin. I don't know why I'm waving because you can't see me on, on podcast. <laughs> but I can see you. Our audience can't, but I can. They have to use their imaginations. <laughs> That's totally okay. So, vigilantes, love them or hate them? Yes. Love them or hate them. And we're, ta- we're not talking real life yet. We're talking in superhero movies. Yeah. So, I guess that depends on whether or not you are a good guy or a bad guy. You know, as your perspective <laughs> to begin with? Yeah, because, like, if I'm a mastermind and, like, I, I don't like vigilantes. I don't want to be, like, trying to take over the world and people, like, trying to, you know, shoot me or batarang me or whatever. I just, why can't you just let me do my thing, man? I just, I just want to rule the world. Is that so much to ask? Yeah, a lot of this is perspective. You raise an interesting point, Jeff. I think perspective-wise, too, you've got two types of vigilantes. You've got the Peter Parker, Spider-Man, good guy, Uh trying to, you know, just do the right thing. And then you've got, like, the Punisher... Who, or, or even Batman to a lesser degree, who is just the vengeance. Uh, I mean, yes, they are doing some good because they are focusing on bad guys, but but they may be going a little over the top with the uh, with the way they do it. Yeah, there's a very thin line there, I think. 
Well, this also raises an interesting question just about the criminal justice system in general, though, right? Like, because, you know, when you talk about, like, a lot of times we look at our criminal justice system and say, what? That guy only got two years? He should get more, you know? And it's like we need to punish people. But it's like the other view of the criminal justice system is, you know, trying to fix people, right? And it's like that guy had two years, and during that, he got training on how to stop doing whatever bad thing he was doing, right? Yeah. yeah and it's that... like, are we... Sorry. <laughs> and it's like, are we trying to, you know, get retribution? Are we trying to bring justice and make people pay for what they've done? Or are we trying to protect society? Uh, yeah, I mean, that's a thin line. I mean, like, and and when you have guys like Punisher, Batman... You know your your hardcore vigilantes to some extent, Daredevil, they, who are not just trying to uphold the law, but they are kind of morphing it almost into their own version of the law. Because at that point, they're not just being vigilantes; they are saying, uh, "I'm going to hold you to my code of standards, not the law." You know, and and then what? I mean that you know because who's who who decides then you know if you actually are above the law and you're trying to hold people accountable to some standard that may change or you know is unrealistic uh, that that's that's hard to deal with i think part of this too though is like you know punisher kind of looks at the situation and says hey every time you know you take care of things, the person ends up in jail and they end up back on the streets in a couple months. When I take care of things, the problem is gone. Yeah. Look, and Batman lives with that every day. I mean, he puts the Joker in jail and he's out two weeks. And and, and what you're talking about, uh, the criminal justice system, you see that on the news. You know, guy gets arrested for something. He's back out, you know, three hours later on $2,000 bond. And... Mm -hmm. You know, I'm kind of surprised we don't have more vigilante in real life. You know, somebody watched too many Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe movies and then grab a ball peen hammer out of their uh, their shed and then go be Thor on. Yeah, yeah, and I, I guess what this does too is it, it kind of gives you um, it, it makes you question what forgiveness really is. You know, because I think you know, like. I think our society generally is living under, you know, I guess, I mean, this draws in a whole lot of issues because, uh, you know, if you look at just the way our society has, has moved, you know, from morality to more of a pluralistic kind of mentality, um, it, I think it was initiated by looking at what Jesus taught about forgiveness and people have perverted that to the point where um, there isn't really justice anymore. And we don't really understand how to, what forgiveness really should be. Because forgiveness isn't just like, you did this to me, and that's okay. It's more along the lines of actually working with that person to help them fix their sin. What do you think, Kevin? Oh, I, I totally agree. And, and and while you're talking about perversion of of Christianity, I want to share with y'all one, one of my favorite ones. Se several years ago, um, I was listening to a NASCAR race back when, when I listened to NASCAR. And 
this one driver on the last lap wrecked another driver, uh, put him in the wall, kept him from winning the race. And they're doing that post race interview where they're hoping for a great quote or whatever. And they asked the driver, they say, what happened out there? And he said, yeah, I had the win. The guy knew I had the win. Uh, he wrecked me, uh, but it's okay. My mother taught me the golden rule. Do unto others. And and I'm thinking, oh, this is great. This is just going to be a great gospel moment. And he goes, and that driver showed me what he wants done to him. So he goes, next race, I, I'm going to wreck him. And, and I think, I think, and I think it's for talking about with the perversion of grace. I mean, we do that. I mean, we, in our flesh, we, we want revenge in our flesh. We want, um, we want to get even, we want to get what we, whose moral authority are we using here? Mm-hmm. Pick and choose and, and mold sometimes Christianity to what we want it to be rather than what it wants us to be. So, and, and I, th- and I think that's one thing that, that is good about the the Daredevil uh, TV show. I think you actually get to see him actually struggle and his friends struggle with, you know, who are you to make these moral judgments and who are you to decide who gets punished or not? And, mm-hmm. and if, if we were to go vigilante, I mean, that's a question you would have to struggle with. Yep. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's it goes back to, and I think the gospel friends were the ones that addressed this judge. If you're going to judge, judge correctly. And so you need to get that plank out of your own eye before you can start judging. Yeah, I'd be bad. I'd be horrible at that. <laughs> I know. I, I know. And that's just it, right? And so to live a life of grace. And I mean, like, it doesn't mean you, you're a pushover and you let people take advantage of, all, of you all the time. I think we can point out where we're, you know, being taken advantage of. Um, but I think, you know, when we point it out, we also tell them how to correct the problem. Yeah. And also, I think part of it is when we are tempted to go vigilante, when we are outraged in uh, indignation at some injustice somewhere, um, that, that really that that really shows how much we don't trust in that God is going to take care of it. Um we are playing judge, jury, and if you're a punisher, also executioner. Um, yeah. But, I mean, that's... We are so desperately uh, craving that kind of power and that kind of say-so to make things right, but our our real perception of what is right and wrong is warped by our own sin nature. I mean, we really can't without... It's... it's something we can't be impartial because we are sinful people and by our nature we're going to screw it up you know mm-hmm. i really like daredevil and it's kind of changing the way i look at lawyers right now <laughs> like every time i hear about a couple of lawyers i'm like so does one of you um fight crime by night you know who else is a lawyer superhero who's that Kevin, you know who? Uh, She-Hulk. Correct. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, Spoiler alert, a rumor is that um, after they finish the uh, Netflix Defender uh, series, they're going to kick off phase two of the uh, Netflix, I guess, Marvel TV universe, and She-Hulk is going to be uh, introduced by having to be the defense attorney for 
uh, the Defenders. That's going to be epic. Is that a series that's on right now, Defenders? Uh, that is that's the the show they're going to make after they do uh, Luke Cage and Power Fist when they bring all four of them together. My goodness! See, the thing is, on Canadian Netflix, we miss some of those shows, <laughs> ah. like like Shield. <laughs> I'm like, I love Shield. It's on American Netflix, but I can't get American Netflix. Like that's the way I feel about Mexican Netflix. I mean, if you ever check out Mexican Netflix, <laughs> really? they have way better choices than we do. I used to run this program on my computer until I thought I'm probably like opening myself up to all the evils of the internet, but it would let me <laughs> it would let me say whatever country I was from. Yeah, and yes, I, I had that. I went to Netflix, dude, and I'm telling you the Mexican Netflix is the best. It's <laughs> got so more funny. more BBC I... television and more current movies i have never heard of that that's so funny i thought i thought the american one would be the prime one so that's where tv comes from right you would think that but no <laughs> so you know it's funny joke. um i was talking to someone about reboots and you know like it's like every movie it seems every tv show everything is a reboot <laughs> and you know he was saying there's nothing original out there and I'm like, I'm totally a sucker for the reboot, but I kind of see what he's saying. They're not creating new things. There's a lot of just recycled stuff from our childhood. Oh, tons. And we're eating it up. Well, some of us are eating <laughs> it up. Not not everybody. You do realize that the the new Ghostbusters reboot trailer is the most downvoted trailer on YouTube of all time. Something like, I don't remember, 750,000 downvotes. I want to say it was like it hit the record for like fastest to a hundred thousand down votes. Like I mean, like in a day. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Uh, you think it's, it's a sexism thing? No, it's a bad. It's a bad. It's, <laughs> it's just gonna a, be a bad, it's just a bad idea. <laughs> it's just a bad movie. I mean, l- let's be honest here, okay? If you're going to remake a classic movie, okay, why would you pick one that has Dan Aykroyd and uh, Bill Murray in it. I mean, like, seriously, you're not going to top that. I think that's probably why they went, like, completely different and switched the genders so that people won't make that direct comparison. Maybe. I don't know. Well, you, you have to compare it to the original movie because it's rebooting the original story. That's, uh, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not feeling it. We'll see. Interesting. Well, I, a couple of them that have bothered me, and one was bad and one was good, but it, both of them bothered me, is is some of the, quote, reboots are just lazy. Because you take the A-Team reboot and you take the Equalizer reboot, which A-Team movie to me was, was horrible. Yeah, the Equalizer, the Equalizer I loved uh, as a, a movie, but it could have just been called – you know Denzel Washington against the bad guys. It, it really didn't pay any any homage back to. I don't know if either one of y'all watched the Equalizer back in the day, but it was a great TV show. Uh, but they went from like sophisticated uh, British guy to Denzel Washington cooler older guy, and mm-hmm. and it just. Both of them, it just struck me as we've written these movies, but if we just name them after something famous, more people will go watch them. Yeah, I, I like the so. Denzel Washington versus the bad guys. That's a great title. That's almost like uh, Snakes on a Plane. 
It's like, so what's happening in this movie? <laughs> Sharknado. <laughs> Sharknado. I haven't seen that. Have you guys seen it? No. I've never seen a Sharknado. I just, I, I don't know. It's hard to sit and watch an hour and a half of something that you're, that's garbage just for the sake of saying, I saw that. Now I can make jokes about it, you know? Now, I will tell you the best reboot of all time, of all time, Okay, is when J.J. Abrams rebooted A New Hope and called it The Force Awakens. Yeah, pretty much, eh? <laughs> I really liked it. I liked how they paid homage to, like, the original series. And, um, you know, with Kylo Ren, how he's like, you'll never be as good as Darth Vader. I was like, wow, like, they're... They're giving respect to the original series anyways. Oh, look, and and J.J. Abrams did it with Star Trek. I mean, he did a great job when he rebooted Star Trek of paying homage to the original one. You know, when he did Star Trek, but into darkness and basically rebooted the Wrath of Khan. Yeah. But uh, Hmm. but those are two of my more favorite reboots. You're probably going to think my geek card should be revoked, but I haven't seen either one of those. I really should. (laughs) That's all right. I've already seen one of them, so. <laughs> yeah, I haven't really watched a so lot of movies. Another thing. Another thing that Kevin mentioned is coffee cup versus. I actually, I don't think I've seen. Well, I guess okay. You buy a coffee mug. Is this what you're talking about? You buy a coffee mug, and it has a verse that's taken out of context on it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> or, or really anything at the Christian bookstore. T-shirts. You know, just yeah. church slogans, but you know, there's a couple that always pop into my mind, and it's in in Isaiah where where everybody, if they're doing missions, wants to use that "Here I am, send me," mm-hmm. and then you know, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Yeah, Philippians four thirteen. You know, I, uh, I cannot be LeBron James through Christ who strengthens me. Are you sure? <laughs> Look, you should just like put a little almost <laughs> wedge it in there. <laughs> well, look, I know we live in this millennial generation where we tell people anybody can be anything, but I can't be LeBron James. Yeah. Well, a lot of it, it's interesting because I've been listening to, I think it was Ted. No, no, no. It was Freakonomics, Freakonomics podcast. And they were talking about like, it's like the 2000 hour rule. I might be misquoting that completely. But if you practice something enough, you'll get good at it. But it's like without the raw talent, you're not going to get to the point that a person that has the raw talent and puts in the 2,000 hours will get to, right? Like podcasting? Yeah, man. And we're not at the 2,000 mark, so. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. If we get to episode 2,000, we might actually be good at this, eh? Boom. (laughs) That's right. Hey. Shooting for two thousand. <laughs> All right, it's our two thousands episode. Episode. Hey, have you ever um, do like a flash forward? Are you guys familiar with uh, um, the guy? Oh, what's his name? He was in uh, Mad About You with Helen Hunt. Uh, Paul Reiser. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, Paul Reiser. Yeah. He um he wrote a book called Couplehood, and. He's a comedian. Mm-hmm. He's a stand-up, and it was a really funny book. But it starts on page like one forty-seven. So people ask you page one four oh seven. One four seven. It starts on page one forty-seven. So when you open the book, and he says, "I started the book on page one forty-seven because 
someone comes up to you and asks, hey, how's the book? And he's like, oh, man, I'm on page 160, and it's just flying right along. So we could, we should have started podcast on, like, episode 35. <laughs> Dang like, it. Like, seriously, we should have just started with 35. But there's some OCD guy out there who would be driving himself crazy, scouring the internet, trying to find the first 34 episodes. You know what? That would be worth it right there. <laughs> See, that's the problem is I'm that guy. <laughs> it would drive me crazy. <laughs> Too late. Yeah, I've, I've been lucky. Go ahead, Kevin. Go on. I was just saying, I've been lucky enough to get in on several uh, podcasts on the beginning because uh – -huh. There's always that point where you start getting – if you get one that's like 30, 40 episodes in and you start going back to listen to episodes, there's a point at which you want to keep on, but you're like, okay, this stuff is so dated now. Yeah. Um, and, and in a way, you're going back in time, so it's like it, it kind of gets less good as you, <laughs> as you go back. Yeah. Well, I find too even like when we're recording, I try not to reference current events too much because if it does take a while for the episode to come out, it's like, oh – yeah. Yeah. Sorry David about Bowie that. David Bowie died. <laughs> you know. By the way, that's a while ago. Just so you guys know. Yeah. Well, yeah. We should probably hire an actual editor. <laughs> hey, they say that's one of the things that that made um, Andy Griffith so timeless is just the fact that there is nothing in that TV show that I mean, though it's black and white when you watch it, but there's nothing that dates that TV show. Well, I mean, that's what makes any movie timeless is if they're able to do it in such a way <laughs> that that it won't be dependent on kind of the current culture, right? Yeah, yeah, that that has a lot to play with it because culture and fads come and go. But like, if you have a solid story, you have solid, um, you know, some kind of encounter going on there. That that's timeless. You know, Shakespeare is timeless. It's, you know, that stuff like that. It's people interacting person to person. That that kind of stuff never gets old. What's your favorite Shakespeare play? King Lear. King, King Lear? Lear? Nice. See, I'm not familiar with King Lear, but I liked Richard III. I hate Romeo and Juliet, though. I was actually in a stage production of, of uh, Measure for Measure. You ever, you ever seen Measure for Measure, Kevin? I have not. Okay. Oh. That was fun. I got beheaded in that one. <laughs> they, it's a true story. They actually brought me in and they said, we think you would be great for the bad guy. Um, you have to play uh, a corrupt judge who tries to... <laughs> you have to play a corrupt judge who tries to get this guy sentenced to murder and then try and, and make a move on like his, his fiancée who is going into a nunnery or something weird like like you you know something really raunchy and i tried it i just i couldn't do it they said nope you you, you suck at being bad you should be the guy that gets his head cut off and so they did this that the, the art department made a replica of my head and at one point in the show after they they kill me off stage they actually bring out a sack with my head in it and they pull it out and the whole audience went oh <gasps> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, that really happened. I'll have to show you pictures of that. That was fun. That is the best thing when you get a reaction like that. I just, I like getting reactions from people. So <laughs> I actually, did I tell the story about busking? No. No? Okay. You know what busking is? So we is? had to do this play. 
We had to do, um, I was, I was in an improv class. It was an easy art credit in uh, university and it was so much fun because you just kind of planned out what you were going to do and then you go and do it. Right. And yep. no lines, you just make it up. Right. But, um, we had this idea for a scene where there was like a busker actually first the, the actual, um, assignment was to come up with a scene that could only happen at a certain spot in the university campus. And so I had this idea for a busker down by the subway. And I wanted to pick the most public place possible. And so that was it because people are walking by all the time. I was like, this will be cool. And so the scene, you know, has like this busker that's playing and there's one busker that gets mad at her for taking his corner. And <laughs> basically he's, he starts arguing with her and then he's like, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to take this corner too anyways. And then he like pulls out his spoons and starts playing because that's his thing. <laughs> right. And then, um, and then there's this, this, uh, person who's a closet alcoholic that's judging the busker and saying, I'm not going to give you my money because you're probably just going to spend it on booze while they're sneaking a bottle. Right. So it was kind of the hypocrite. And then there was my character and my character walks in, sees the busker who's a female and instantly falls in love with her. And so he ends up basically proposing to her and she says no. And then he gets all upset. And so these people that are walking by see this happen, see this unfold. And um, she says, no, I kicked her guitar case and the change goes everywhere. Just makes this huge scene. And I was so into character. I didn't actually see the audience's reaction, but it was apparently they really thought this was real. You still alive, Kevin? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Y'all got quiet there for a second. I was like, tell. Hey, look. I was but, like, well, that fell flat. <laughs> funny story about people seeing things and thinking it's real. Uh, I was a youth pastor for years um, at this, this Methodist church. And I got this brilliant idea one day. We were, I was teaching on um, – being a hypocrite and like i'm going through the scripture and i had this plan for my wife to interrupt me while i was teaching and then me just <laughs> go off on her about interrupting me and then yeah. and then go back to teaching and look by the point i i go to to, to teach to, to go hey this was the point and, and all this everybody just thinks that I lost it. And then I'm trying to cover for it by saying that this is what the lesson was about. And I never did convince those kids. That me and my wife did not get in a real fight. That is hilarious. Oh That's man. Epic. And, and as a side note, am, do normal people know what a busker is? Cause I had to Google it. Oh, <laughs> that's why I asked. Maybe it's a Canadian thing. No, have they, you heard that term before, Jeff? Yeah, yeah, they do busking down here. It took I, I didn't know what it was when I was in school, but when I got I got into college, uh, I I somebody said, "Oh, you're into busking," and I'm like, "What is that?" And then they explained it. <laughs> they they do it all the time out here. It just they don't call it that usually. I remember thinking when I was a teenager, I was like, man, like I, I wasn't from the city. And so when we went, you know, on vacation to the city and I saw all these buskers, I was like, man, if I took this guy and this guy and this guy, I'd have like an awesome band. Look, I think they should rename it David Blaine Street Busker. 
<laughs> you think he could do that? You think? Hey, if he can make a band out of buskers, we can we can move straight street magicians into street buskers. That'd be cool. Street performers. I I could probably do juggling on the street or or something like that. But there's so so speaking of of uh, musician buskers. Did did you like that video I posted earlier, John, about the the single the one man band guy? I'll have to post a video. Yes, that that dude was amazing, Kevin. That this this guy is was playing a guitar, doing the the bass line and the guitar line and singing, and he had a drumstick stuck to the end of this guitar neck, and he was playing cymbals with that, and he had a <laughs> bass drum and a snare drum with pedals, and so he was playing the drums and the guitar and singing at the same time. It was awesome. Wow. Yeah, I'll have to send you a video of that. It was I crazy. I can't believe that. That was great. That dude was amazing. And it sounded good too. Hey Kevin, are you are you a musician? Not not even close, man. I I can't <laughs> sing. Uh I tried to I try to play drums. We got a we got a drum set at the house and apparently uh-huh. I can't get my left hand and my right hand to do things in different rhythms. So basically basically yeah. it was just me sitting on the drum with my foot hitting the bass, my other foot hitting the cymbals, and and then my, my right and left hand all hitting drum heads at the exact same time so it's just like pump 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 and that was about the best <laughs> i could do you should be a metal drummer I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty hopeless at drums too and i i find like i actually do a lot of work with um some students that are at a christian school and i work with their worship teams i'm like a clinician and um clinician. so i kind of give them pointers and stuff and so, yeah, with the drummer, I'm always like, hey, can you do a little more boom, boom? And <laughs> it's like, ah, well, you I know. don't know the correct terminology. I don't think it's that different, though. Kick, snare, boots, cuts. Boots, yes, cuts. kick, snare. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So, uh, it, it's You fun. know, uh, um, something that came up in one of the worship sessions I've been to was they were talking about, like, how um, – we're, we can be liars in worship. <laughs> you know, there are times where we're singing words and we don't mean them like at all. And um, one of the lines that he was talking about is that song, um, I think it's hungry. No, no, no. It's the air I breathe. I always get those two mixed up. Says the and there's that line that says, I'm, yeah. And it's like, I'm desperate for you, that line. And it's like, is that really true? You know, at the time, I was thinking about it. I'm like, wow, I've been going through a pretty hard season. And I'd say, you know, in the last month or maybe the last couple months, every time I would sing that at church, I, if I were to sing that every Sunday, I would have been like, yeah. But when things get good, am I still desperate for God? And like, can I somehow remind myself of what it was like to be so desperate? I, I'm slightly needing something from you. <laughs> Sad but true. I'm kind of okay without you. <laughs> I mean, you know, we should we should do a series of hymns that are like, you know, they do the um what if what if commercials were were accurate, you know, and they actually say what they mean. We should do hymns like that. That would that would be pretty funny. It's almost like honest trailers. Yes, like that. I love that channel, by the way. 
<laughs> y'all, y'all ever watch Tim Hawkins? He he came out with a video recently, and it was he felt bad that atheists didn't have worship songs, and so he <laughs> he rewrote uh, several worship songs for atheists. I saw that we'll was that funny. Yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> but I guess what really struck me about that thought, you know, I'm desperate for you, is is just knowing. And I, I heard this somewhere, I can't remember where, the more uncertain things become, the more the certainty of faith shines brightly. Dude, that, that, is, that is solid. That is solid. I, I heard somebody say something similar to it. It was like, when you're going through something you don't know, you got to stick to what you do know. Hmm. Yeah. But, but that, that's tight. Yeah, absolutely. I, where was I? Um, I was listening to, I listened to a lot. Actually, I think it was Don't Feed the Trolls, which is like one of my favorite podcasts right now. Um, and they had a guy on there and they said, well, so how did you get through your hard times as an artist? And I think this applies to non-artists too. You know, and he said, I just kept telling myself, keep on not quitting. And I'm like, wow. Like that's so different from saying keep on keeping on. It's got a lot less courage to it. <laughs> but I'm like, Sometimes we're just so weak. That's all we can do is say, I'm going to keep on not quitting. Keep on not quitting. I like that. Have you, uh, mm. have you ever um, read, Kevin, have you ever read The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? This is where I'm going to lose my nerd card, but no, I have not read that, nor have I watched the, uh, the movie. I did, however, in my childhood, play the text adventure game. Awesome. Okay, you get some points back for that. That's that's cool. So there's a part in the book where um, they're teaching Arthur how to fly. And Ford looks at him and says, the secret to flying is you have to throw yourself at the ground and miss. <laughs> that's- which, yeah, which is what he does. <laughs> how about Ford Perfect is probably one of the coolest science fiction names ever. Yeah, he's named after a car, a Ford Prefect, because they thought cars were the dominant species. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's true. That's in the book. Well, I just crashed my car, so... Yeah. And you know what? Life is really hard without it, so they may be right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's, that's pretty crazy stuff. Uh, Kevin, I'd highly recommend you to read it if you get a chance. Uh, you two... Um, What's your face? Uh, the other mastermind guy, John. Uh, I'm sorry. Sorry, I had a little ADD mo- a minute there. Um, brain fart. It's all right, man. Can I say brain fart on the air? Yeah, we can say that. It's our own. own oh yeah, podcast, yeah, yeah. Right? You can say whatever fart you want, buddy. Okay. <laughs> have, you guys, have you guys ever gotten your caps lock key stuck on your computer? Oh no, I've had a shift key so stuck. So I googled. I googled that once because my caps lock key was stuck somehow, and I just something struck me as funny. I was like, "So you're gonna if you were gonna like be on one of those internet chat whatever where you try to get help for your problem, and you're typing my caps lock key is stuck. What if the guy replied and said, "Okay, but you don't need to yell at me.'" <laughs> that is funny. That would be that would be. That so might have wrong. worked better on the blog because you could actually see it. You know? Yeah, I think so. One of the uh, <laughs> one of the one of the folks that I know, um, they played a 
Well, I do Boy Scouts uh, in some of my, my limited spare time, and we were on a camp out once, and one of our scout masters um, decided to play a prank on one of the lady scout leaders in our troop. So he, t- he, he was a friend of her, you know, so he, t- he asked her to go do something, and while she was away, he took her phone and changed his name in autocorrect to the I'm a Little Teapot poem, the whole thing. <laughs> and then he, he puts it down and he says when she comes back uh, text her and ask her where you know ask her if uh, who's in charge of such and such which he was and to make her type his name and so he did it well this was like a year ago guess what her phone still has it on there <laughs> so the guy's name the guy's name was, uh, his last name is Cheesebro, and so the, everybody calls him Cheese. So anytime she types the word cheese in her phone, it it, it replaces it with the entire I'm a Little Teapot poem. <laughs> and she, she never figured out that's how so to take it off. so weird that you can do that, eh? Yeah, that's, that's fantastic, weird man. Weird stuff. I, um, I heard somebody talking, uh, speaking, I think, about, like, Jesus and that lame guy that got like let you know let down from the roof and um I've never seen this passage this way but they basically kind of looked at it as like Jesus just rolled with it like most preachers would have been like what are you doing or called security in <laughs> to remove the people How and yet you? Jesus just like okay Let's go with this. Yeah. And I'm like, what an example. You know, when you think about it, like with all the crazy things that happen, if we could have the attitude of Jesus and just use it. Yeah. Jesus rolled with a lot of stuff. He was like, oh, someone died. Yeah, we'll roll with that. Let's go. <laughs> I'll raise him back to life. Yeah, no biggie. <laughs> hey, you got to give mad props to the guy who owned the house, too, because... You know, somebody cut a hole in in your roof, and uh, and you would probably interrupt Jesus' sermon. <laughs> Be like, "Excuse me, Jesus, <laughs> yeah, we have exactly. to address this. You put that roof back right this minute. <laughs> yeah. That is not okay." Your before before I, I'm gonna let you finish, Jesus. But <laughs> oh, look! If Kanye would have been there, that would have been a that that would have that, that would have given new meaning to Jesus and the lame person. Oh, <laughs> oh, burn! Oh man, you know, this actually leads in nicely to what I actually was going to try to segue into. Joke about anything? Can you just joke about anything? Like lately, we've had a lot of celebrity deaths that have been happening, and yeah. kind of the running joke is, why couldn't have you know Kanye died? And I'm like. Isn't that kind of inappropriate? Yes, it is inappropriate. Aren't we taking this a little too far here? And no, you can't joke about anything. If you don't believe me, just... (laughs) Yeah, no, you you can't. Now, should you be able to? Should that be protected by free speech laws? Well, you know, uh, yeah. But that doesn't mean it's a good idea. I think so, and this is something I've never, I've never understood when I've heard people say it, you know, like, you could joke about anything, and I'm like, well, that's a jerk thing to say, but I'm like, I think what they mean, though, is like, when there's a situation where people are really stressed out, there is a joke you could insert there, tactfully. 
there's there's very in the few, right context. few times in life when a little bit of levity wouldn't help you know i mean you can be in a very desperate situation and and something could just make you laugh and it, it sometimes that's just that's what you need i'll give you an example um it's coming up on 5 years ago since i was um in the hospital i was riding my bike to work got hit by a car ended up in the hospital for like a week and a half it was a big mess so i'm in the er and they're they're trying to figure out what to do with me so they're moving me around and i'm in pain so every time they moved me like you know my legs all busted up and and it hurt like the dickens so i just started screaming bob saget bob saget and um after a while the nurses were like what is he doing so I was uh, like, well, it's keeping me from cussing for one. And then, <laughs> and then <laughs> that's it. Where did I get that? That was, I got that from, oh gosh, it was a show with, a, uh, it's a YouTube channel with a guy with Tourette's and he would, <laughs> it was like Tourette's guy and he would go around like mowing his yard, but that's what he would just randomly shout out, Bob Saget. It was just, it's, <laughs> bizarre and then and then of course i'm you know when they're rolling me up to the the imaging room or whatever i started saying where's my cookies i want chocolate chip cookies where's my cookies <laughs> just you know because I, mean, I mean i was just trying to make them laugh you know because they, they were all just all serious and i'm like where's my cookies bob saget where's my cookies <laughs> they're like can we bring you anything i need chocolate chip cookies stat get me caught chocolate cookies so, uh, you know, there's and there's something to be said. Jesus, people picture Jesus as like this super serious, you know, um, just deadpan face. Oh yes, my child, you must. I don't think he was like that. I think he, I, I think he rolled with it. I think he had a sense of humor. I think a lot of mm-hmm. what he did was kind of snarky and and witty, and he always had the exact right thing to say. And sometimes it was funny. I mm-hmm. I, I think so. I, I would have loved to seen him interacting with some of the crowds that he did, just to see how he, because you know he wasn't serious the whole time. He couldn't have been, you know. Yeah, and I mean it. It, it kind of reminds us of who we want to be, <laughs> you know. And it's like, oh man, like he sets such an example, and it's just you know. Yeah. But you know, Jesus also knew his audience, yeah. Um, and you know, because yeah. he he knew he knew when he needed to to be hard, and he knew when to make the. You can almost picture it in a joking way the whole uh, log in your eye and splinter. I, I I will tell you, I had a situation where I did not know my audience. Okay, so so my daughter had her colonoscopy, and the doctor comes in, gives me these pictures. I. I don't know why why I would ever need these pictures of my daughter's insides, but she's like, you know, this is this is what we found, and she's pointing to different things and this, that, and the other. And I think I'm gonna be funny and embarrass my daughter and say, "These are great pictures, honey. I'm gonna post them on Facebook." And the doctor just gets this ashen look on her face. He goes, "Oh," and then she goes into like all this legal speech, like uh, it's it's against the law to post uh, those pictures. They're protected by HIPAA and blah blah. And I'm like, lady, I'm joking. I mean, really oh. I mean, is this an issue with people posting colonoscopies on on social media? 
I would uh, hope my not. problem is I'd be so tempted to not tell her I was joking just because that leaves it as a great story. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I've already got those kids at the youth group who think I abused my wife. I mean, I don't need a doctor. <laughs> yeah, this is true. This is, is true. That is so wrong. I totally wish I had thought of that. So how about a word from our sponsor? Kevin, you got something to say? Have you ever considered um, like breaking up with with a girlfriend or boyfriend or quitting a job or leaving a church and you think to yourself, am I going to burn a bridge? Well, if you get the Acme Orbital Laser Cannon, you can not only burn the bridge, but you can nuke it from tactical orbit. Yes. Laser. Man, when that when you you don't want to just burn the bridge, but you want to disintegrate it, atomize it. Acme lasers. I love it. They aren't kidding when they say you can't go home. (laughs) That's fantastic, Kevin. Thanks for that word from our sponsor, Acme lasers. Fantastic stuff. Do you guys talk to your plants? (laughs) Right before I eat them. (laughs) What kind of question is that? I talk to my salad. I'll be like, hi, Mr. Salad. Oh, hi. Ah!" Then just eat them. That's 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 weird, Jeff, because your your salad isn't alive. I'm talking about alive plants. Oh no, I kill them first, and then I eat them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I always had this theory. Have you? Maybe it's. I'm. I think it's true in America too that people say that you know, like if you talk to your plants, it's good for your plants. You ever hear that? Yeah, sure, sure. I have heard that. I have a theory. I mean, it's stupid simple, but we exhale carbon dioxide. So wouldn't that be why talking to your plants is good for them? Well, that's way too scientific of an answer. What you need to say, John, is talking to your plants makes them healthier because their fragile little psyches need all the uh, encouragement they can get. And talking to them makes them feel wanted and loved. And that is nourishing more so than any amount of carbon dioxide could give them because because the feels. That's way too touchy-feely. Yeah, I agree. That's Espe- I'm a scientist. <laughs> Speaking of scientific touchy-feely plants, have y'all seen the, uh, the Burger King commercial for the Angry Onion Hamburger? No, but now I suddenly want to. No. I actually never get to... Sorry? I said I suddenly want to now. <laughs> like, look, you, you, have to, you have to YouTube this video because it, it, it's selling the hamburger and it says, and we've got to ask the question, where do angry onions come from anyway? And then it pans to a farmer on his hands and knees standing over an onion telling it how worthless it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is that is hilarious. Oh, oh, I'm going to cry. Oh, that's great, man. That ties in nicely. Hashtag things to Google. Man, things to Google. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That is hilarious. We should almost like when we release the episode, just start tweeting everything that we were going to Google. Why not? (laughs) Like buskers. Busking. Yeah. Busking. <laughs> Lasers. 
Angry onions. Lasers. <laughs> we coined that spelling first, hey? Lazor. Lazor. Tourette's. <laughs> Tourette's in you, what you should know. Lazor. That sounds like a bad uh, Transformer. <laughs> yeah, one of the cheap Taiwanese knockoffs, right? You mean worse than Bumblebee, the Canadian Transformer? <laughs> Starscream, Lazor. Go get him. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that is oh, that's great. Oh, I had a thought and I lost it. I was gonna say something witty and funny and hilarious, and I totally lost it. But it'll come back to me at the least opportune moment. Oh, <laughs> I hate it when that happens, but such is the life of an ADDer. That's just how it rolls, Kevin. You know. Hmm. What if you were ADD and OCD? I think the world might explode. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, do, y'all, uh. do, y'all re- do y'all remember that game from when we were kids called Mastermind? And it was like the, the pegs and you had to like match the pattern of the pegs. Oh, oh, never that, played that. That's the one with it has the timer and you put the little pieces in it and then it pops. No, 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 no. This one you like you have six pegs, but you have eight colors and like you you can you put like one peg in each hole and then the other person has to tell you, you got this many in the right place and you got this many that the right color, but they're in the wrong place. Ooh, no. And then you've got Sounds to use like logic that. and like you get 10, 10 turns to figure out the right pattern. But I was going <laughs> to say that would be, that would be a hard game to be an ADD mastermind and play mastermind. Yeah, that would be fun. It sounds cool, though. Actually, I like those kind of games. I like mental gymnastics games. If there were an Olympic sport I would do, it would be mental gymnastics. <laughs> that that should be an Olympic yeah. sport. What do you think, John? Oh, for sure. I You know, I really like thinking deep and probably I think too deep about everything. And, like, whenever people tell me that, you're thinking too deep about this, I just want to punch them in the head because they're not using their head properly. Oh, okay. Do you have these urges often, or did I just did I just say that out loud? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. You did, but I can edit it out. Sorry, guys. Should I edit that out? I, I need to go back to being Canadian again. Yeah, just say you're sorry okay. a bunch of times. Sorry, eh? You, what, what? Sorry, sorry, eh? You gotta say, don't you know? <laughs> yeah, we're going don't, to talk about you know? the, your feelings, don't you know? <laughs> Look, we've made it 45 minutes in. You hadn't called anybody a hoser. <laughs> Take off, you hoser. I am not representing properly. Dude, John, where is your game, man? Oh, man. Yeah. So let's let's do things the, the, the backwards way, and we're going to ask John, uh, Kevin some questions at the end of the show instead of the beginning. So, Kevin, wh- where whereabouts in the country are you at, man? Uh, uh, right outside of Birmingham, Alabama. Birmingham, Alabama. So you're within spitting distance of the Gospel Friends. Is that correct? Oh yes, I, I go to church with those guys. Ah, guilt by association. Very Dogma. good, very good. Okay, that's that's fantastic. <laughs> and uh, would you would you happen to know the dog story? Oh yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Is that right? I, I I got that story firsthand. Like the day after it happened. Okay, so here, in 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 in, in far gra- more graphic detail than they shared on the radio. Okay, so can you give us a a, a brief uh, re- 
you know, recap of that. And, and of course, as I say that, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to elevator music it out, right? (laughs) Oh my gosh. You really want me to tell this story? I just, just, yeah, go ahead. Okay. (laughs) So, so Chase has a small dog, right? And the neighbor is a big dog. And when when two dogs love each other, gonna have fun uh we're gonna have fun with that uh. <laughs> you talk about the the elevator music years ago before there was a gospel friends uh we did a show called faith today and um it was a video show and we were talking about mark driscoll's book real marriage and <laughs> nick made some kind of semi-off-color remark about um, sex, but he, he used a, he used a slang word. He didn't use a bad word, and Chase got the brilliant idea to edit out, just bleep out that word, <laughs> but what happened is it went from an uncomfortable word to people thinking he said a cuss word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that you would ever be... ever see uh, this this week in unnecessary censorship on Jimmy Kimmel. No, <laughs> I love I love Jimmy Kimmel. So he'll bleep and blur stuff, and it's just like, yeah, if you've got any kind of a dirty mind or you know stuff, you could tell what the joke is, right? And so it's yeah, it's quite offensive. But then you got to question yourself and say, why am I offended? I shouldn't know this, right? <laughs> yeah. What what's what's the big deal, right? Yeah, I, I don't get the joke. I, <laughs> you can spend the whole time pretending holier than thou and, you know, say, why are you guys laughing? I don't, yeah. I don't get why. Yeah, you could totally Jesus juke them on that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> is that what Jesus juking is? Uh, basically, just yeah, kind of the holier than thou, bringing it up in a conversation where it wasn't really a topic. So, yeah, you could do that. Hey, th- hmm. that'd, be, that'd be a fun game for y'all to do on a show in the future with guests is come up with a topic and then somebody has to Jesus you take turns having to Jesus you the topic. Yeah. Yes. You know, we should have a non-Christian on the podcast. <laughs> and then Jesus took like funny. the whole time. Um, we were at, we were at, uh, uh, at work. I was at work and you know, everybody's like, Oh, you're moving to this new house. Yeah. And I was telling them about it because, you know, like, I'm very excited about it. And, you know, we got like, a, can we come over? And I'm like, yeah, there's there's going to be a party. Like, I'm going to have a moving in party. And they're like, yeah, but one that we're invited to. And I'm like, yeah, dudes, I'll have a Christian party for my church friends. And then I'll have a non-Christian party for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, and so the Christian party is the one where I don't swear at. And right. the non-Christian party will be the one where I don't talk about Jesus at. Right. And we, uh, well, yeah, I could make a lot of inappropriate jokes about that, but I'm not gonna. Bob Saget. <laughs> yeah. Bob yeah. Saget. Bob Saget. No. 
I actually want to use that. That's great. (laughs) I think it's going to be my new thing because I've worn out at work. When when something bad happens, I'll do the, you know, and to quote, bad cop, darny, darn, darn, darn. (laughs) (laughs) Darny, darn, darn, darn. Oh, that's great. I love that's a good Lego movie reference right there. You're a good man, Kevin. Hey, look, have y'all seen the trailer for the new Lego movie? Oh, I haven't seen it. No. There there are two trailers. It's the Lego movie Batman version. And it comes out next year, and there are already two trailers out, and they are off the chain. I got Oh, I have seen that. I have got to see that now. First try. I don't know. Is that is that still a thing off the chain? Or did I just date myself to like nineteen eighty? Kevin, if you said it, it, it is, is for a me, thing. buddy. I don't care. It's a thing. If you <laughs> if you used it, it's a thing. I, I declare it okay to you. Look, last night I decided to traumatize my children. I showed them uh, vanilla ice videos, MC Hammer videos, and Millie Vanilli videos, and the look of horror and disgust was. It was uh, you could just feel the disgust radiating off of off of their their faces. It was hilarious, and, you know. And me and my wife were just like, "Oh yeah, I remember the song, girl. You know it's true." And the kids are just like, "I don't want to live here anymore." I, I, did oh, the, I did. I did the same thing with my kids with the A Team. It came on Netflix, and I sat down, and got my whole family. Uh, in the living room, and I was like, we're going to watch the A-Team. And when the episode was over, I looked at my kids and I said, you have now seen every episode of the A-Team. Because every episode is is the exact episode. Like, there's a problem. <laughs> Hannibal does some kind of racial stereotype, you know, disguise. Yeah. Then, you know, the bad guys beat him. Then B.A. don't get on a plane. Murdoch <laughs> drugs him. Then they build something out of nothing, and they beat the bad guys. Yeah, I, oh, I love the pitiful. <laughs> I ain't getting on no plane, Hannibal. It's <laughs> like, like the best ever. See, that's what I wanted the A Team movie to be. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh man, I think that's part of and the like Mr. T's done. Sorry, I said I think that's part yeah, of the right. reason why a lot of these reboot movies are just not really worth their salt is because it's you're never going to recreate that chemistry you're never going to get dan Aykroyd and bill murray to do that shtick you know i mean that's just you, you can't you can't top that yeah well and i mean i think that's why they do the next generation kind of stuff too right like yeah. you know that's what they're trying to do with full house or fuller house and like yeah i'm drawing a blank now yeah. But there's a bunch. Oh, there's tons, <laughs> trust me. But most Girl of them... Meets World. Yeah. That is horrible. <laughs> Girl Meets World? Or yes. Fuller House? No, or well, both. both of them. I, both actually, of them. <laughs> I watched I watched Fuller House and I watched like two episodes of it and I was like, Nope, I'm done. See, I, I, I never made it full through a full episode of Fuller House or Girl Meets World. That bad, huh? Oh really? Yeah. Very disappointing. Well, but the my family likes both, (laughs) so it's like, um, but yeah, Fuller House. I could see where people were outraged on some of it. It it really, I don't know, like, it was over the top. So much gimmick, and it's like, yeah, it's cheesy, very cheesy. It was. It, It totally, totally sucked in viewers from the original show, and 
Like, it's like a bait and switch, right? They're like, oh, you love the original show. It was so cool. You're going to love it. We're going to use it. All the same characters, except it's not. And now they're all, like, you know, skanky and, like, it's all nasty and, like, it's just the kids are snotty and it's just like, I didn't enjoy it. I feel cheated. Hmm. Yeah. They, they need to remember what, back to just they don't understand what made those shows successful. Because I think back, you know, they had. They had Full House, they had Urkel, they had Step by Step, they had Boy Meets World. They all like came on TV the same night, and they were all relatively family television. Yep. Yeah. Cosby well, Show. Well, that's the thing is the bar keeps changing on that, right? Yeah, what is family television anymore, right, Kevin? Well, look, not much around our house. My, my wife and I, I cannot tell you the number of shows we start with the kids, and we're like, oh, well, never mind. Yeah. Um, so, so we like watch reruns of Andy Griffith and the Waltons. We were watching the Brady Bunch tonight. I'm watching Recess with my kids right now on YouTube. <laughs> That's what I've resorted to. It's so funny, though. That whams. <laughs> Is that? It's Wumps. Wumps. That Wumps. Yeah. I Dude, I, I haven't seen that show in a long, long time. Did you hear they're remaking? <laughs> I actually... They're remaking the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie. Yes, I saw that. I saw the. I, I've never actually watched Power Rangers. Thank goodness. But, uh, but yeah, they have armor and stuff now. They look like uh, Iron Man. Yes, they do. <laughs> <laughs> have, have you all seen the new Thunderbirds Argo on Amazon Prime? No, no but now I don't that have you Amazon mentioned, Prime. Now that you mentioned it, I'm I probably will. Look, I, I tell you, as someone who loved the original, um, this actually looks like somebody who wants to pay homage to it because the the spaceships and the sets and everything look like all they did was CGI the original Marionation stuff. I mean, they didn't they didn't update anything. I mean, it is totally. If you like the old show, you'll like this one. Huh. Okay. And the feel of it's pretty much the same. Exactly the same. Nice. Very nice. I like that. Well, you know. Except for the characters aren't marionettes anymore. If they could actually capture that, I mean, that's really. I mean, like, let's be honest. Some of our favorite shows, right? And that have been either morphed or rebooted or something like that. And you lose the feel. Like, when they changed VeggieTales, when uh, Phil Vischer was forced out of the company and. Then it was run by some conglomerate, whatever. The feel of the show completely changed, and it's just, it's not as good now, you know? And people just have to accept the fact that there's something there that's just, it's just not as good. When when um, Audio Adrenaline, like, got rid of all of their original members, and, like, well, they have the one guy, Will McGinnis is still there, but, like... There's none of the original members left. It's not the same feel. It's a good band, but it's not Audio Adrenaline, you know? It's not the same. By the way, Phil Vesher has a really good podcast. Yeah, he does. His new TV show, the uh, What's in the Bible, my kids love that. That is the best. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. He, he... I, we we avoided it for years because I'm like, you can't do what you did with puppets. I bet I mean, you was, you learned something from it, didn't you? Yes, I mean it is it's legit good stuff. It is, it's fantastic. Uh, and and it, it, it and he captured what 
what the fun of VeggieTales was. He's just using puppets now. But yeah, and it's, and it's crazy educational. It's almost like um, it's almost like Schoolhouse Rocks when we were kids. Look, I've recommended I mean, just, that show to adults because there's so much good information in there. There, that like some of my adult friends are like, "Well, what you know, what's what's the Bible about?" I said, "Here, watch these puppets." <laughs> That's and, awesome, and it explains. I thought everything. you were talking about Schoolhouse Rocks. No, no like, <laughs> but it's, it's like maybe not so many people will be voting for Donald Trump. <laughs> but yeah. it is. It's it's basically Schoolhouse Rock for Bible classes, and so that I I hardly recommended it to some friends of mine. I'm like, you you need to watch this. This explains everything. Just watch it. You know, there's something too. You know, taking stuff and making it entertaining too. Like I don't know if you ever watch any of those like YouTube videos. I I went through the entire series of like um, Crash Course Chemistry, Ooh. and it's entertaining. And I learned quite a bit from it. You know, and the guy's hilarious. And he his brother at least is a Christian. I just discovered they have a podcast too. Cool. Did they That's Jesus juke each? Did Jesus juke each other on the on the podcast? <laughs> no. <laughs> they probably should. Just just for you know for reasons. <sighs> I have to. I'd have to learn how to. Man, I'm not even sure how I'd approach it. I guess basically it's trolling people, which I'm very good at. Um, but you're trolling it with like a self righteous attitude. Is that basically what it is? Pretty much, yeah. I never really, I never really figured you as a good troll, John. I just, I, I, for some reason, I think you're just too Canadian to actually be a good troll. But I don't know though, because you didn't say it's more of an in-person thing, I guess. You didn't say, don't you know, or take off your hoser. I mean, I don't know how Canadian you really are. I'm, I'm starting to question your Canadianisms. I just, I just don't know what to think of it anymore, John. I just, what, what, what is this world coming to? I just, I don't know. It was so funny. I, I saw there's this list one of my buddies posted, and it was like all these things that you don't say to a Canadian. And I think one of them is don't do a fake accent, Canadian accent because it's offensive to them. And I'm like, none of these things like relate to me. I'm like, you guys are dumb. Like, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Maybe uh, I'm just weird. I, when I, I took a course in the States, actually, no, it wasn't in the States, but it, there was an American involved. There was a bunch of Americans at this course I took in Vancouver. <laughs> just, wait, Industrial hygiene, actually. That, that sounded so funny. Uh, I don't know what it is, but there were some Americans involved. Continue. <laughs> some Americans involved. And this one guy said to me, because I'm, I'm the guy, I don't know, if, you know, when I sit in class or whatever, I'm a guy that'll sit there and I'll have all kinds of questions for the prof. And I'll sit there and think, you know, I should ask that question because there's probably other people in the class that are thinking the same thing. So I'm quite outspoken. And this guy says to me, he's like, you know, John, you're like the most American Canadian I've met. Like, you're just so outspoken. <laughs> I'm like, really? You must hang around a lot of Americans. So maybe I'm not that Canadian. I don't know. I don't know. What, what do you think, Kevin? I don't know. Look, I, I, I'm at a loss for words. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe maybe it's about time for us to wrap it up then, guys. Our work here is done. <laughs> yeah. I, I I have to throw out there though, you still you also have not used the word toke. Toke? Took? Yeah, like no, toke. Because toke and took are two different things. No, like isn't that what y'all call uh oh. y'all's toboggans? That's a took. No, we call toboggans toboggans. A toque is what you toque. guys call a beanie. 
And wow. I think we talked about this in a previous episode. I, I was saying, like, when I think beanie, I think of, like, that hat with a propeller on it. <laughs> Which is I'm technically like, a beanie, yeah. Yeah. But you guys call, like, the wool cap that you wear in the wintertime a beanie as well, right? Yeah. See, I call, I call it a toboggan. I've heard it called You both. call the hat the toboggan? Yes. Yes. I don't know wow. why. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? For reals? Yeah, they really For do. Reals. You're not messing with me. No, they do that here too. <laughs> you wear a toboggan on your head. Well, it's actually a toque, but <laughs> they call it a While you're riding to- the toboggan. Yeah, you, ri- you wear the toboggan while you're riding the toboggan. I don't get it because we can't ride toboggans here. In South Louisiana, it never snows here. Well, that's what I miss about living in Louisville, man. I used to have this, this roll-up plastic toboggan that was phenomenal. My yard was just the right uh, slant when it snowed, just to wear it out. And when you know, when I <clears throat> moved to Alabama, we don't really get snow; we get ice. Yep. And hmm. and it, and it's no fun. It's no fun. It's no fun. <laughs> that nice. was really bad. <laughs> that fun. was bad fun. That was bad. So yeah, just for the record, Took and Toke, not the same thing. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. Yeah, I got a little confused when the Canadian didn't know what yeah. I was talking about when I said a toke. <laughs> yeah, we, we are we are legalizing marijuana apparently at some point. So, eh, not that interested in. Yeah, it. I'm like meh. Yeah, I have enough trouble concentrating with you know just by myself, so I'm good. Yeah, exactly. It's like people are like, why don't you? And I get the munchies all the time, so it's like I'm high all the time, you know. People are like, oh, you don't drink alcohol, and I'm like, look, man, I am plenty stupid enough on my own when I'm sober. I don't need alcohol. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just give me a couple pops, and I'll be the life of the party. Anyways, oh yeah, dude, so, look, you, you'll so be, good. yeah, you'll be like, dude, <laughs> tone it down a little bit. And I'm like, I'm just getting started. I'm sober as a stone. And I'm just having a blast. <laughs> I've been at parties a few times and people are like, John, have you been drinking? And I'm like, no. No, why do you why ask? Do you this is that? just me. <laughs> just being John, that's uh, all. All right. Well, first off, uh, or I should say last off, I want to. we're doing this whole episode in reverse. It's just crazy. So, uh, Kevin, thank you so much for coming. Um, tell me your last yeah. name again, Kevin, because I don't want to mispronounce it. It's my last name? Yes. Small? Small. Okay, you see, I was afraid to make a small joke. I didn't. I didn't want to say, <laughs> Kevin Small. It's you, never mind. You know what? I'm not even. <laughs> hey, I was totally gonna go there too. Uh, I was like, Hey, Kevin. Um, how tall are you? I'm. I'm not. not I'm very. I'm small. Very. Oh man, I was hoping you were gonna say regular size. You know, it was like <laughs> I'm six foot two, and then I'd be like, Oh, okay. Just wondering. No reason. Yeah, look, dude, we, we've been waiting an hour to not make jokes about your last name. This is just, uh, just, just <laughs> let me know. If a fun, a funny, true, small joke, um, we visited, <laughs> we, we visited this church one time, and I typically have a rule that I don't visit churches that do visitation because <laughs> the last thing I want is somebody to come knock on my door who doesn't really want to be there and make, you know, <laughs> make conversation and and we end up visiting this church because I didn't realize that they did visitation and they sent a couple of guys to our house and you know they came in and they're talking to our family and it, and, and they're actually doing a real good job about it and I'm like man these people actually I guess really want to do this nobody's making them do it 
and they go, do you mind if we pray with you before you leave and uh, before we leave? And I'm like, yeah, that, that'd be great. And the guy goes, dear Lord, I just pray you would bless the littles. And, <laughs> and my kids just start busting out laughing. And in my mind, I'm asking myself this question. I'm like, okay, do I embarrass this guy and tell him he's praying for the wrong name? Or do I let him think that my kids are totally out of control? But, and, and it was like every time he prayed for the littles, it, my kids would laugh even harder. And it was just like it was escalating very quickly. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, so did you explain it to them or did you just go with it? Yeah, I, we just went with it. And then apparently <laughs> the guy, one of the guys in the car corrected them and he came back and apologized oh, man. Um, for doing that. <laughs> yeah, that was really big of him. <laughs> you know it's funny though because whenever i run into something like that where someone has a name that you know it's like okay i could make this joke but they've heard it a thousand times just like i've heard like how are we doing today or doogie hauser or you know like there's just so many things and it's like well it's like jeff too i think last time we talked i was like uh, he was wearing a Hendrix shirt, and I'm like, Hendrix is spelled wrong. And it's like, ha ha. But yeah. I, I was like, he's probably heard that joke a hundred times. Like so, a million, you know? million, million times every day. People around my office just call me Jimmy now. It's just, it's funny. <laughs> well, and that, well, there's there's two reasons for that. One, because my last name is Hendrix, and two, and, and whenever somebody says, oh, Jimmy, you related? And I'm like, yeah, can't you see the family resemblance? Um, <laughs> yeah. And uh, and the second reason is because I actually got suspended from work for bringing my guitar to work one time. Really? Yeah, I did. I actually got like three days unpaid leave because I brought my guitar to the office. Yeah. So apparently, seriously, that, they frowned upon that. And and then after all that was, you know, and they brought me into HR, and my boss sat down with me, and he says, "Well, you know, this is going to go on your HR record, but." It'll be cleared after a year, and da, da, da. and I said, "Oh, so I can wait a year, and then I can do it again." <laughs> and he just kind of glared at me, right? It's, I was like, "Okay, never mind." <laughs> man, big companies are so weird. Oh man, yeah. I got like I work for a very small company, so it's like I bring my guitar to work <laughs> on the days that I have to work at that Christian school. I don't. Well, actually, I do play it sometimes in the morning, just prepping to make sure I'm familiar with the song I'm going to be working with the students on. So I, I used to teach music at a Christian private school in New Orleans. That was, that was probably one of the most enjoyable jobs I've ever had. It was really, really fun. Oh, I love working with the students. Yeah, yeah, kids are great. And then especially and when, that's when my wife, you can send them to the office. My wife or will say to me, my wife will say to me, "Why don't you come back to teaching then?" Like, I just don't think it's time. <laughs> when is it time? Does anybody really know what time it is? Does anybody really care? Anyways, okay, guys, we need to wrap it up. It's getting late. Uh, and, Kevin, thanks again for visiting us in the ADD Masterminds bunker. Um, and, you know, going through all and of guys, the rigorous testing procedure to actually apply to be on the show. We Thank you for going through all of that. <laughs> Cavity searches, whatever else, you know. Apologize for that. But, will, my, you know. will my eye quit twitching soon? Yeah, yeah, that'll go away after a while. And folks, check out the Hope for the Journey podcast. It's phenomenal. Yeah, 
Speaking thank of you, podcasts, absolutely, yeah. Um, you definitely want to check out Hope for the Journey podcast. Um, fantastic stuff, definitely. Okay, so uh, that's pretty much it. And so I guess we're going to sign off. ADD Masterminds out. I'm Jeff. I'm John. And Kevin. I'm Kevin. All right, man. Let's let's head on out of here. Ever heard the song "Short Skirt, Long Jacket"? Well, that's what we're gonna sound like. <laughs> <laughs>